Good morning, Patriots, and it's Friday, October 13th in the year 2023. We're at the end of the conference here this week in Isaiah 61 at Glad Tidings Church, or the Church of Glad Tidings here in Yuba City. So you can look forward to being overwhelmed with more shows than you can possibly imagine and manage next week, which we'll get back to regular schedule. This, um, not only the morning shows, but obviously evening and night, which are going to be a good schedule. We're going to be... Um, Pushing in next week to, uh, obviously, Bards FM will retain and will continue with the uh, focus on news and we do and, and interviews. Morning shows will be, as we're doing, prayer and worship. And then in the evenings, um, Fishers of Men, we're going to schedule in and start really focusing on deliverance and getting into that inner healing that is so powerful and so freeing. And I think it's essentially important because a lot of the feedback that I'm getting and others are getting is that when this in this conference this week, a lot of people are feeling the uh, impact of the conference in a positive way, feeling like things in their life, even people coming from Bards Fest, have felt that their lives are not quite the same, feeling like things are unsettled. And I just I want to start this morning just by telling you that that's normal. And what God's doing is that uh, God is breaking away all of those things that are not solid. So it's just a process now of us continuing to work and keep that in mind as we work together to try to break those things off and get everybody freed. In in all truth, you know, if I had my choice, and it it is a very true statement, I would, I would wish upon everybody, and and to in Bar's nation, um, to literally have deliverance because it is so freeing as we get rid of a lot of this anchors that we ha- we build up over time. And what we're doing is ultimately rebuilding the power of ourselves and the unity within the body of Christ to truly become mightier in he, which is in itself pretty fantastic. Patriots, before we get going, before we get going this morning, we are honestly on the cr- cusp of starting to realize the unthinkable and the question of will it happen soon, and I think that's a real issue considering the insanity that's going on in the Middle East and the desire from these uh, pedophile elites to try to create a global world war and ultimately cover their tracks of some of the most heinous and horrendous crimes against humanity ever imagined, which would include COVID con and child sex trafficking. In that in mind, it's to realize that they're trying to get keep everybody in a place of darkness and have them unprepared. And one of the true weapons of war that they do is food. They want to create a situation that there'll be a dramatic shock to the environment, breaking of supply chains, and ultimately leave everybody helpless and having to be dependent upon them. You know, as, as it's said, it's better to have it and not need it than to not have it and, and need it. So here's the deal. And when we talk about that, we're talking about food. And this is a case when you need to have emergency supplies of food on hand. My Patriot Supply is the nation's leader in emergency food storage. So if you head on over to the website for Bards Nation, it's preparewithbards.com. Preparewithbards.com. You're going to save 25% on My Patriot Supply three-month emergency food kit. 25% on their three-month emergency food kits. And they're awesome. They have a whole wide variety of meals. They provide over 2,000 calories a day. And that keeps you optimum under stress. So this is the time really to stock up. We've got everything pressing in on us. And when you order, you get free shipping. Most of the orders go out the same day. So head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. Take advantage of the 
of the sale that's going on there and just stock up. I mean, you need one for every member of the family and it should be an integral part of your emergency food system plan for the family. So in kind of a recap of obviously world events, as you know, today is supposed to be the global Islamic jihad of rage or some ridiculous nonsense like that. Um, Muslims are really good at getting angry and burning stuff like Black Lives Matter, like Antifa. Um, but Muslims take it to another level because they like to blow themselves up and spread their body parts over everybody and kill innocents. And they do this in the name of jihad and their, and their cultish god, which will probably get me a jihad put on myself, which I really could care less. The, the call for a global level of rage right now is ridiculous. And it's not a measure of peace. It's all a measure of one cult, one satanic cult going after another. And keeping in mind that if we're going to pray on this, I'm not praying for either side on this stupid war that you're trying to create because all of this is about Babylonian origin belief systems that are ultimately trying to pit humanity against humanity and create a global war that will leave blood scars and blood rifts and blood blood curses for generations so that there never can be unity. That's all it is. And I'm going to, I would be willing to stand on this and say, if you found the leaders in these movements, whether it's Muslim, Jew, Illuminati, whatever, they're all going to go to the same route. They're all going to be worshiping some sort of satanic God. They're probably even going to be using the same texts and they're all playing the world. They're using religion, which God does not like religion as the cover. And they're trying to infuse a fight in a war between religions and I don't play. The bottom line here is that we have to keep our eyes and focus on Jesus. We can pray into the the sacred places of like Jerusalem and we can pray into the idea of having these people um, accept the Messiah, Jesus as the Messiah. But other than that, this is a judgment upon them that they're trying to pull the rest of the world into. And we're just gonna have to make a decision on where we wanna play. And I don't play this. I really don't. And so for those of you, and I'm just saying, I don't know where you are out there. I know there's a lot of talk about, you know, oh, we got to get Israel backed up and get this. I'm out. Okay. Totally out. And I had somebody talk to me yesterday. It's like, well, what do you want all the, you want all the, the, the people in Israel to suffer? It's like, no, but they've got more than enough weaponry. They have nuclear arms. Thanks to us. We keep pumping in more stuff. We're actually deploying troops on the ground over there right now. So this is just a quagmire that we're being drawn into once again to slaughter our innocent men and women, our children, for the sake of a cultish, globalist, pedophile elite war so that we can continue this perpetual cycle of war and conflict in humanity. And, and like I say, I'm out. There's no purpose or function here. Our biggest focus and part of what they're doing is to draw us into a fight so that when they do the same thing here, they're, they are literally going to try to have us off base, our focus is on over there, and then suddenly we're caught unawares. So the biggest thing you can be grateful for is the fact that we have the Second Amendment, that we're extremely well armed, and that people are starting to wake up to the fact that we're being once again played. Sadly, the ones caught in the crossfire are going to be our special operations forces, and it's going to be our frontline troops. And they, in the end of the day, they probably will be the sacrificial lambs for this ridiculous slaughter. And there's not much we can do about it because there's not going to be enough courage in our ranks to say no, sadly. So where I'm at right now is it's going to take the 
the rock solid foundation of this nation and the patriots to say no and to keep ourselves anchored in the greater purpose and cause of what we're doing, which is we're walking here to bring the world to an understanding and greatness in the body of Christ and to be prepared as we must to prepare that, defend that right, even if it means a sort of steel here on our homeland, but not to export it into other lands. It's that simple. This quagmire in the Middle East is just that. It is a perpetual cycle and cyclone of war that will suck you down and leave people completely bruised, bloodied, hatred-driven, blood rifts and generational curses that will go on forever if we allow it to go. And unfortunately, outside of the hand of God, which we are going to pray for today, they're on a steamroller charge right to that end and because that's what they want and what they believe is the only way that they can cover the tracks of their crimes. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you today very humbled and blessed. And we sit before you today, opening our hearts and seeking repentance for a nation. Father, we have a country still that's consumed in so many cycles of lies and illusions and deceptions. And so, Father, we pray in the beginning of this for mercy for our nation. We pray for the mercy of our nation that has been lost and to such a large degree has forsaken you. And while we have so many coming back to you, we have so many coming back to you on false premises. We have the end of times prophetics type belief systems that are trying to map out exactly when the end of days is, forgetting your very word, that this is not in a realm that we have any place to tread, that no one shall know the time or the hour except you. We have the idea of end time prophecies leading Jesus to the love in Jesus by the fear of being left behind, which is no motivation, Father, to, to worship you or believe in you. And, and so many other angles here, including the idolatry of Israel as a country and Israel and Jews as a class of people. So, Father, we just pray forgiveness and mercy over this nation for its deceptive ways. And today we break and pray them break the curse of deception that has settled in upon this nation. And for that matter, for the nations around the world, we pray to break those chains in a heavenly level and we smash those fortresses with the sort of spirit to break down those controls and to open people's eyes, to free them for thought and thinking and to see clearly with the discernment that you can provide to set them free into the world. Father, this is a dark time and it's an ultimate trap that can so easily lead to so many other cascading foolish outcomes, leaving a, setting up to have a religious war, using the religious spirits to drive that ferocity and hatred, and ultimately to try to resolve this through, a, through some sort of arrival of, quote, aliens and even one world, one world religion, which we know is on their docket and their plan. They just have to create the chaos to do it. So, Father, we're praying today for the opening of hearts as we break that cord of deception and that soul tie of deception for each and every person. We sever that, that power of control of deception. And now we pray into the opening of hearts to see the face of Jesus. In this hour, there can be no other moment, nothing more greater. And so, Jesus, we just pray and, and ask before you to make yourself present in the hearts of the many to truly show the power of who the king is and to leave these 
war fighters to leave these pedophile elites speechless and humbled before you, weeping on the battlefields to realize the false gods that they have followed and the false religions that they would become obedient to in order to pursue an enemy that is us rather than them and try to kill us thinking that we are the ones that are wrong when truly we have an enemy that pulls the strings to make us kill each other. Father, we're praying hard today for an awakening of the hearts and an acceptance of the greatness and glory of Jesus into those hearts. And with this, we're praying for the wilting and collapse of, of whole armies to see them fall to their knees, cast off their shields and armor, and to be humbled truly before you. What we're also embracing here, Father, is truly the power of love. Because this is love in the most most intense and tactical and strategic sense to launch a prayer for love in the hearts of the many, to break down their strongholds and have them understand and see each other for the glory in who they are, not each other for the division which they've been programmed to do. So, Father, allow our weapon of allow our deployment of love here on a global level, our prayer, which is now striking at every stronghold of hatred, to crush it, to break it, to sever it and to set people free, and to literally cast out demons and let them roll wildly amongst in the earth without a host to work in, to strengthen these hearts, to break the bonds and the chains, and we declare this over all the peoples of the earth. We are declaring a severing of the bonds and the chains to the pain and the demonic that they have created. We are reinforcing the victory which Christ brought upon from the cross, that we are set free through his blood, and we are sealing these contracts, breaking these chains, and setting humanity free. We declare this, Father, in the name of Jesus. And as we declare this in the name of Jesus, we are declaring a freedom of thought, a discernment of mind, a clarity in what we hear and see, and an understanding in our hearts that we are not so different, but in fact have been deceived. Father, we pray into that spirit of deception. We break it. We bind it. We cast it out. And this isn't just for the one, but it's for the many. And as we seek the one, the night, as we seek the one out of ninety-nine today, we pray for the ninety-nine plus the one to hear our prayers, to raise them up, and to have them see more clearly in this walk. This is a time of leaders manipulating people on a large level. So we also break their spell castings. We cast them out, bind them, and seal them. And any sort of spell casting that continues from our media, from our politicians. Father, these are lies. And so we place upon them a blessing that no matter what they speak, they must speak truth. And that all that is heard is the truth from their tongues, not the deception of lies that people so willingly accept. And may the hearts of the many have a filter, a filter to be able to filter out the deception and bring the truth to the heart. So no matter what is said, all they hear is the truth of what the motive is and the heart is behind the speaker. May this blessing be from one end of the earth to the other, from heaven to earth and from head to toe. And may this start releasing humanity from the bondages of this deception, the bondages of this matrix that controls every movement and every thought. So Father, this prayer today is both one of mercy, both one of humility, is also one of repentance. Yet equally, Father, we're declaring these authorities in the name of Jesus to bring these effects upon the world. And as we are said to be, we are the warriors of healing 
we're spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're casting out demons. We're, we're raising the dead. And Father, we're seeking that level of, of faith that seeks and finds the greater works to literally bring humanity to its knees in a humble moment as the binds and bonds, bondages of the past are broken and as the hearts are set free. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We have to pray aggressively, and prayer warfare is one of the most critical. And one real quick thing. Last night's episode, it's not episode, but the the program last night from the Church of Glad Tidings, which is the evening show, and we'll get it posted here, but I know it's on their Facebook page, is really important to watch. I'm glad the Church of Glad Tidings is breaking these down hour by hour so you can follow them. And the reason I say it's important to watch, and we're going to use it next week, is this is Pastor Dave Bryant's marked delineation of all the spiritual tools of warfare. And it's really important to get that. These are the fundamental tools. Now, yesterday I spent uh, the morning uh, ministering to the teens and to the sixth graders and below. And I'm going to tell you, it is it was pretty awesome. I, I'd say the hard, hardest group yesterday was the teens because this culture that we're in has just absolutely neutered emotions. And that's part of this digital culture where everything is interactive through emojis and everything else. But to their credit... These, these young children, these young men, young, young adults, I should say, truly do have a heart of Jesus. And we talked spiritual warfare yesterday. We talked the hard topics of the type of attacks that are coming at them from pornography to drugs to broken families. And we need to keep our prayers up and our focus at, this, at these groups because there's two major categories of our youth that are in different stages. Following that group was the sixth graders and below. And the difference between the sixth graders and below and sixth graders and above is profound. And this is at a K-12 through school here on the Church of Glad Tidings. Many of these kids come in from outside public schools. So when they arrive in the high school sense, they've already been exposed and many have been wounded by this by the system. And unfortunately, for many, it shows. They're scarring. Uh, there's people. They have been. Some have been damaged by their parents in horrific ways, like rape and incest. Uh, we have had. Uh, there's burdens that they carry from judgment from others, uh, drug use, perhaps pornography exposure, just lots of things like this that are burdening them. And so, so a lot of the work there has to be to get them to open their hearts up, not only to Jesus and to free them from those chains, but to re-empower them to understand that they're truly warriors in the kingdom. The younger ones from basically kindergarten up to sixth is a completely different energy. As I walked in yesterday, I asked them right off the bat. After we, we did a whole group prayer, we had a big, there was about 50 of them. We did a big circle in the room holding hands and we did a prayer. And I let one of them lead the prayer, which was just awesome. And then we sat down and started a process. And the first question I asked is, who's who loves Jesus? And it was just like like some big warrior cheer out of, this, out of these young kids. And then the next question I asked is, who wants to slay demons? And everyone's like, yes, yes. So we have jewels right there that need to be protected, need to be trained in spiritual warfare, spiritual armor at the youngest level. And in doing so, we're setting them up with the tools to success in a world that's trying to assault them, break them, wound them, rape them, all of these things. The enemy is deceptive and the enemy is evil as we very well know, with no boundaries and no limits. And this enemy will go after them ruthlessly. And so 
we have to put some emphasis on training these young people. And there will be that. And that's something I just wanted to share with you because God put it clearly on my heart yesterday after doing another whole day of deliverance with more of the younger adults yesterday following that those that that, that uh, work that I did with him yesterday in the worship hall it was truly empowering to see one first of all to see how much burden many of these young adults carry pain that is heavy on their hearts maybe it's something that happened to them at school maybe it's something that they did that they knew they shouldn't have done but to see that level of weight upon them gives you the heart to help them be set free. But as God pointed out yesterday, he said, you know, you've been asking a lot about Operation Vineyard, and we are moving forward on it. But another one of these critical dimensions of Operation Vineyard is to start training these youth on how to fight in a spiritual realm and to keep them protected. Essentially, we're going upstream to to the source to prevent Satan from being able to damage so many downstream when they get into the main system. So part of the teachings that are coming out now that I'm putting together that will be, and the, and the programs that we're going to be doing, especially in the evening, and this will be dedicated to fishers of men, is not only just deliverance for us, but it's deliverance and the tools to train the youth. And we have to do this. We have to get armored up to help them and we have to start getting them strong in this world because this world is not going to stop trying to taking them out. And in doing that, if we can get them empowered, armored up and strengthened, they will not be as burdened as even we are when they get older because they'll have the tools to work through it. Much of the, the issue of deliverance, so I say it, and I did a good interview yesterday with the Church of Glad Tidings, and we'll talk again. This is really going to be a theme next week. Uh, starting next week. The tools of spiritual warfare and deliverance are the fundamentals of living and walking in a battlefield that we often can't visually see, but we know it's there. The enemy's not sleeping. The enemy's lurking. The enemy's always trying to find a way in. And just to see a couple of our own Bars Nation folks, there's three that I'm thinking of right now that have been here. And the transformation that I have witnessed personally in them over this last week through just going through deliverance is stunning. There is one of our members here that was having, he's a great man, but he was having a lot of challenges at Bards Fest. He went through deliverance with Brian and I. And I'm going to honestly tell you, we did not recognize him a few hours later. He had released that much and transformed that much. And he told me the next day, he said, this is the first time in more years than I can remember that I had a full night's sleep. Deliverance is powerful and it's centered on the power of inner healing. And when we do that, we deny the enemy territory to exist and occupy us within. And as we understand that and understand the power of that, each and every one of us needs to become masterful in the tools of, of this war. So I say all these things Because every time I leave Isaiah, this is my third time I've been in Isaiah 61, it is empowering. The tools are powerful. We may not be slaying, Dave tells the stories of transmogrification and werewolves, and these are powerful things and they do exist. But the real enemy that we have to fight is the damage and the burdens and and these deep inner healings that need to be done within us. And as we address those, as we become aware of them, we have the tools and the process through prayer 
in the process of binding and breaking ties and all ultimately through a prayer process of bringing in Jesus and the Holy Spirit to free us and to tie us more closely into the body of Christ. That in itself is worth all. Because once we get closer into him, the greater we are in this world. Because we are not of this world, but we are here in this world. And it keeps us anchored truly and wholly on the rock of faith. So a lot to look forward to. I don't know about an evening show tonight, maybe. There definitely will be a show tomorrow. And I'll be doing that in tomorrow evening. There will be two shows on Sunday. And then we'll be in full swing starting on Monday again. Uh, three shows a day, and we'll we'll start cranking it because we have a lot of lot to cover, a lot of material to get spun up on, and a lot of things to prepare for. Our world's in chaos. The enemy is on the move and also being ch- chased out, and so there's a lot of disruption and, and upheaval going on, and we have to stay anchored and focused because we have a greater mission than the nonsense in the news. We have a mission to save souls right now and to take that seriously, to set people free, and to awaken them from the trap of this matrix. So, patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you possibly tonight, definitely tomorrow. Until then or until the next time. God bless, and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. 
the energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 